0: This episode is brought to you by Matermea, Maya, a platform that celebrates, supports, and empowers Black moms through content and community. Matermea, Maya, also known as Black Mom Google, provides articles focused on supporting Black moms who have questions like, who is making children's music for Black kids, or how can I add Black history to my child's Eurocentric curriculum, and so much more. It also provides resources and role models for black moms and parents who want to practice mindful, gentle parenting and end the cycle of generational trauma. Visit Matamea.com, that's M-A-T-E-R-M-E-A dot to learn more and get on the wait list for the upcoming Community for Moms who want support as a parent while healing. Stay up to date by following them on Instagram at M-A-T-E-R-M-E-A. Welcome to What is Black, where we discuss issues important to raising healthy and thriving Black children and teens. I'm your host, Dr. Jacqueline Dujay. All right. So everyone, I am interviewing Kaya Henderson for this episode of um, What is Black, and Kaya is the CEO of Reconstruction Education Company, and we'll talk more about that. Um, But also what's interesting is that Kaya was also um, formerly the chancellor of DC Public Schools um, from 2010 to 2016. So she'll get into a little bit more of that. Um, And then she also, um, another interesting fact, she's the co-host of the popular podcast, Pod Save the People. So you may be familiar with Kaya from, um, from that podcast if you listen to that. So welcome again, Kaya. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited to be part of this conversation and to be part of this community.
0: All right, so as I started with the introduction, I mentioned that you're the CEO of Reconstruction. So I kind of, you know, pause for a second to create some intrigue. (laughs) So if you can, in your own words, if you can give us an overview of your company, Reconstruction.
1: So Reconstruction is actually my passion project. It's a project that I've wanted to work on my whole entire life, kind of answering the question, what would it look like if we as African-Americans taught our young people our history, our culture, our traditions, our games, our fables, our stuff, our cultural stuff um, in ways that build on, I think, our traditions of doing this, like citizenship schools or freedom schools or, you know... um, Uh, black independent schools what would it look like if we were doing that at scale using technology Um, we say all the time that reconstruction is hebrew school for black kids um, or chinese school for black kids the chinese culture in the chinese culture you send your kid to chinese school on saturdays and they learn chinese language and chinese culture and whatnot Um, And we thought, what would that look like for our kids? Far too often, we rely on public schools to teach our history and our culture. If you examine the moment that we're in today, you know why that is not always the best idea. (laughs) And so having worked in public schools and having worked to ensure that our kids got to see themselves in the curriculum in really meaningful ways, um, I couldn't do enough of that. I couldn't do it quickly enough. I didn't have enough time to give African-American kids the kind of education that they deserved. So that's what Reconstruction is. We provide an unapologetically black education online in small groups with six to ten kids and one tutor, who we call a reconstructor, and we teach curriculum that we've developed, that we co-develop with partners, everything from black Shakespeare to um, classes on cooking for the soul where young people learn soul food dishes games of the culture we're teaching spades and bid whist and tonk we're teaching kids how to read using um, books that are written by african-american authors we're teaching you know math by analyzing the sports scores of hbcu football teams and basketball teams our curriculum our way
0: So you said you've been, you know, this idea sort of been incubating for a while. So I'm just wondering this, the concept, right, this idea of merging education and technology, right, because I think when we think about education, in many instances, I think we think that it should already be there, right, especially given the what's happened during the pandemic, right, many families have had to had to shift um, to at home learning. And unfortunately, some school systems, right, there's still there's still the, the idea that they might need to, depending on how the pandemic goes. But unfortunately, the technology wasn't up to the the needs of families. So I was just thinking about, you know, to kind of to kind of be incubating this and sort of be an innovator in this space. I just wonder if you can talk a little bit more about that process for thinking through this idea, this important idea needed.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting, Jackie, because we conceived of this um through a technological lens far before the pandemic. The challenge that we were trying to meet is that we wanted this, what we were calling the national black curriculum at the time, we wanted this curriculum to be accessible to kids wherever they were. If they were in, you know, on the upper west side of New York or in western Mississippi, or in on the west coast in California or Seattle. We wanted them, whether they were in school or at home, whether they were at their grandmother's house or their auntie's house for the summer, we wanted them to have access to this, not just in big cities, which is where we see a lot of these kinds of innovations happening, but we recognize that you know close to 60% of African Americans live in the south. And when we look at where... Uh, A lot of education innovation things happen. They happen in, you know, the large coastal cities. We wanted kids who are not in large coastal cities to have the same access to this curriculum as kids in large cities. And so for us, technology was the only way to be able to do that. And so, and we, one of the big questions that we asked ourselves was, will kids get online and take a course? And the pandemic delivered an answer that, uh, that tells us, yes, they will, um, but they'll only stick with it if it's interesting, if it's engaging, if it's delivered a particular way. And so I think we've gone out of our way to try to figure out how to make the virtual space feel differently than school feels, um, to try to make the lessons feel more engaging than school feels. And so we have a lot of clients who uh, will tell us that their young people can't stand Zoom school, but they love their reconstruction classes.
0: I mean, I can understand that because unfortunately, the and just the brief experience I had with my younger, my younger son, While he was transitioning, you know, from 12th grade to college, you know, he was home um, during that, that latter part, you know, during the lockdown in 2020. Um, And so I can appreciate the Zoom, the Zoom aspect and even part of his university sort of taking Zoom classes. And the fact that, you know, the responsibility that the teacher has to, you know, this virtual classroom, right, with so many students, I know that, you know, our educators had a lot, a lot on them. Um, to do so, and again, you talked about the fact that you have smaller settings. So I was just wondering, for you, you know, their feedback from parents who talk about, you know, that um, the difference between the Zoom school versus the um, the offerings of Reconstruction. What feedback? Like, what makes it what makes it different?
1: What our students tell us, Jackie, about why they love their reconstruction classes is three things. First, they say that the content, the things that they are learning, are things that they are not usually learning in school, and they are excited about the topics. They're excited about the people that they're learning about who they've never heard of before. They're excited to learn math in new ways or science in new ways that look really blackety-black. The second thing that they say to us is they love their tutors. We have gone out of our way to select um, tutors who are passionate about teaching black children. That's not always the case in school. (laughs) Um, Who create a space of belonging, who um, engage and encourage our young people, and then the third thing that they say is they love being in conversations with kids from all over the country. Because this is online, you're not just in class with kids from your neighborhood. You could be in, in class with kids from all over the country. And they love that. They see it as building relationships and social capital. A lot of times they'll take a class with one set of kids and want to take a different class with some of those same kids. The parents want to connect with other parents who are in reconstruction classes. And so there's a huge community building element that we suspected, but um, we are just seeing blossom because we're bringing people together in really meaningful ways.
0: Now I can definitely see the benefit during the school year, right, to supplement curriculum. What are plans or are there or do you already have curriculum for the summertime, what opportunities for kids, you know, to, um throughout the school year or throughout the year I should say.
1: Yeah, so we offer classes all year long. We offer classes during the school year. Um, either after school, sometimes on the weekends. In some cases, in school, we have a number of school districts that partner with us to provide reconstruction classes as part of their school day. Um, And we also offer classes during the summer. The summer is actually our busiest time. It's when families are choosing their summer activities and they will go on and buy classes for their kids. Um, We've partnered with a number of summer programs who offer reconstruction as part of what they are doing. We've been part of a number of summer school programs with schools and school districts, churches, Girl Scout troops, all kinds of folks who want to take reconstruction classes over the summer. And what we offer in the summertime is uh, both academic intensives. So we see the summertime as an opportunity to get a head start on the grade that is coming. And so we offer intensive reading programs, intensive math programs, Um, for kids who want to get a leg up on the next school year. But we also offer cultural uh, classes. So we offer our cooking class. And in fact, our cultural classes are much more popular over the summertime. Um, As I said, we have a cooking for the soul class where kids learn the history of five soul food dishes. uh, And then they learn how to cook them with an amazing chef. Um, We've got Uh, uh, classes on poetry, for example. Um, There's a black female poets class where we're looking at black women poets from Phyllis Wheatley to Amanda Gorman. Um, We have our black Shakespeare series, which we did in in conjunction with the Folger Shakespeare Library, where kids learn about five different Shakespearean plays. They learn about the African influence or African-American actors or issues like colonization or slavery or immigration that are important to us in our community through the lens of Shakespeare. Um, we have, a, a number, we have courses for the shorties who we call our elementary school kids, um, where we're t- literally, we have an intensive reading program where we're teaching kids phonics because we just don't believe that schools do a good enough job of teaching our kids how to read. And so we teach our kids how to read our way. We do, Um, we have classes for the youngins who are middle grade students. We have classes for, uh, Gen Z who are high school students. And we even have classes for grown folks. We have book clubs, um, that a number of our adults are engaged in. We have parents who are reading between the world and me together, um, to talk about how to manage the messages that they're sending to their kids in this particular moment. We've got book clubs all up and down the spectrum. And so we see a lot of activity in the summertime, and we invite your listeners to go onto our website and check out the classes that we have. Um, we also run special programming at different times of the year. We've got a great series of new offerings for Black History Month, including some virtual tours of countries across the diaspora um our spades course is coming online for the summer t- um, for the the black history month as well we do a huge juneteenth program uh where we do three days worth of activities around juneteenth and those special programs are often free Uh, because we just want people to be in community there are some people who are going to take our classes which is great there are some people who just want to drop in and pop in for those special activities and so we'd love to have folks join us in whatever way it makes sense
0: so i wanted to go back a little bit to um to the discussion of the idea of being unapologetically black right why it's so important um to have to to have that really be uh, to underscore the work that you're doing
1: You know, Jackie, I think my whole entire life I have worked in education, and I have believed that education um, is not just the great equalizer, but the great accelerator, that education puts us in the best position to be able to attain economic security, to create generational wealth for um, our families, to build community. and to be who we want to be. And what I know for sure is other kids come in feeling very clear about who they are in the world, um, having a sense of possibility about who they can be in ways that our kids often don't. We haven't been fed a steady diet of black excellence. We haven't been told um, the messages that society sends us are actually quite contrary to that uh, we are told that we're lazy that we don't value education that we, you know reading is not core to who we are math is not core to who we are and what I know for sure is when kids have a strong sense of self when kids have examples of people who look like them um, and who come from the same places that they come from achieving that that sense of identity and that sense of possibility grows and that is the fuel that actually accelerates academic success that's the fuel that accelerates entrepreneurship and creativity and all of the things that are inherent to who we are it's just that we have to position our kids in the right way there's all of this research that shows that when kids see themselves in the curriculum academic success happens much more quickly There is research that shows that when kids see examples of greatness that look like them, role models, whether they're teachers or other people, um, that in fact success is accelerated. And so, and we watch other communities do this. Jewish people send their kids to Hebrew school. They don't wait for the world to tell Jewish kids who Jewish kids are. They tell them, we are the chosen people. We are, you know, this is our birthright. These, these are great Jews. This is our language is our culture. And in fact, we started out doing that as well. Um, one of the reasons why naming our company Reconstruction was really important to us was because Reconstruction is a period of American history that not a lot of people know about. Where in 12 years post emancipation, um, we did some pretty amazing things to be lazy, backwards, you know, formerly enslaved people. Um, we created five thousand community schools and thirty-seven historically black colleges and universities in twelve years. We own twenty-four percent of the farmland in the United States in those twelve years. We elected our first black senators um, to the United States Senate. We um, incorporated our own towns. We built banks and insurance companies. These are the people who said that we were lazy and couldn't do it and couldn't read. we, we I mean, we actually, left to our own devices, we created a pretty robust um, society and situation for ourselves, and we wanted to remind people that that's not just a history that we stand on from Africa, that's a history that we stand on here in America. We have seen black excellence, we have seen black creativity, black joy, black ingenuity, black love, and we wanted to pull on that tradition and remind people that that's who we are. Remind our young people that that's who, that is their birthright. Um, and so, you know, being, un- we want our kids to be unapologetically black. We want them to bring their whole full selves to their education and whatever work they do. Jackie, look at the culture of the United States. Everything that is culturally hip hop, relevant, you know, valuable. Has some roots in the black community, fashion, music, art, technology, like whatever, and and we watch other people benefit from our work. We're trying to set our young people up to understand that they can benefit from our work. That th- that we that this is this is who we are in the world, and there's a whole bunch of academic research that supports this,
0: which I think again I think is amazing, right? um you know we alluded to before right you know there've been over the last year book bans and um debates about whether or not critical race theory is being taught in school and i know it's not taught in school right but this idea then of many of the many of the curriculums the change in the curriculums sort of um they they disfavor you know black authors authors of color any other kind of identity, right? That's not "quote unquote" the normative, right? Identity, and so I can definitely see, you know, the benefits of, you know, having something, right, that a lot is just a, an alternative for for parents, right? Like, well, if it's not if it's not here, then there's also some agency, right? Parents have some agency and choice about what they can. Um, provide for their kids, right? What are or what are the options? Which I think is really important.
1: I mean, that's the whole entire thing, Jackie. Right? We can't rely on when we think about how our schools are governed. Governed, most schools are governed by school board members five, seven, twelve, or thirteen people who decide everything from curriculum to who's leading schools and whatnot. And sometimes those people align with your values and your history and your perspective, and oftentimes they don't. And so to rely on, you know, the public school system to do the deep foundational identity building work for our young people, is a place that I think we've gone wrong. And I'm saying that as the former chancellor of D.C. Public Schools. I think that schools are asked to do far too much. We have 180 days and six and a half hours in every day to teach, and we have to teach a zillion different things. And so we are forced to make trade-offs on what we can teach and how deeply we can teach it. I made the decision that reconstruction would be an out-of-school time um, endeavor because I didn't want a uh, random, you know, school board member who dis- who doesn't believe in black history to say that we don't need this in schools. I didn't want even teachers who think this is important, but I only have, you know, 30 minutes a day during black history month to teach this. I didn't want them to be able to make that kind of decision. I wanted to create the space and time for parents to decide how much they want to offer their kids, for schools to give kids a taste, but for parents to ultimately, parents, community members, our civic institutions to be able to choose how we want to educate our young people and take as much of it as they'd like.
0: So for listeners who want to learn more about the offerings of Reconstruction, how, how, how can they learn more about it?
1: They can go to www.reconstruction.us and check out the classes that we're offering. They can sign up for a class. They can buy their favorite young person a gift card to take a reconstruction class. If they are, they can, you know, talk to their superintendent of Sunday school or their pastor to talk about getting reconstruction in as part of their Sunday school curriculum. Um, they can talk to their girl scout troop leader about bringing reconstruction to their girl scout troops or their boy scout troops. There are lots of ways and they can talk to their schools. Um, we work with a number of schools and school districts and charter school networks that are offering reconstruction. And if yours is great and if yours is not, and you think they should, um, Just let us know. There are ways to contact us. There are ways to partner with us. We also invite people to co-design classes with us. And so if you have an idea for a class that you'd like to see on reconstruction, or you're an educator who actually has classes that you want to get onto the platform... Go to our partner with us tab on our website, and um, we'd love to follow up with you. There are so many ways to be involved in the work that we're doing because we believe that it takes all of us to build uh, strong black children. Frederick Douglass says, you know, that we have to build strong black children so we don't have to fix broken men. And we think we're in the strong children building business, and we think that that takes our entire community.
0: Thank you so much. I mean, part of, you know, part of my goal with the podcast really is to also provide tools for parents and resources for parents or those caring for for Black children. And so I think this is an important resource. And I'm I'm so, so happy that um, you took the time to speak with me today about about, uh, Reconstruction.
1: Yep. I'll say one other thing, Jackie, and that is, like, we've seen a lot of folks who also believe what we believe. And that is that by providing parents with the tools to be able to do this, um, we're all better off. And so we have corporations and foundations who provide scholarships for kids to take reconstruction classes. And so I really want to make sure that people um, who might not be able to afford reconstruction classes, and they are wildly affordable, each class is about a 100 bucks per kid for 10 sessions, you can't beat that with a stick. But if that's a challenge for you, we have scholarships that are available across um, lots of geographies because corporations and foundations have given us money to support young people on the Reconstruction platform. So, and if you have a corporation or a foundation and you want to support this, that's another way that you can um, join the Reconstruction community.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today, Kaya.
1: Thank you for having me, Jackie.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode please follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, we have a new YouTube channel. And we're also on Instagram, you can follow us at what is black, that's at W H A T I S B L K. Also, please sign up for our newsletter and check out our website at whatisblack.co black.co for um, other episodes of the podcast, blogs, Um, Information about some of our upcoming projects, our documentary series, Reading in Black, where we celebrate black children's books, and also a sneak peek at our upcoming children's podcast, Henry's Library.